Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Peg City Chat with Nat. It's that time of year, folks, tax time. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're in Canada, whether you're in the States, whether you're in any country, tax time is typically around the same time of year in the spring. April 15th, I believe, is the deadline in the States. And so Americans across the country need to get your taxes in order. I know I'm slowly getting my receipts together, but I'm here to talk with a very wonderful woman who is a personal finance columnist and best-selling author. Her name is Patrice Washington. Patrice has built her fortune, unfortunately lost it all, but then she reinvented herself and gained it all right back. And we're going to talk to her about how she did that and how we can get some great tips for tax time this year. So hello, Patrice. How are you? Hi, Natalie. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm I'm very much, uh, I'm a mom of three, so when I'm thinking about tax time, I'm thinking about what are all the possible potential avenues I can get to get that last dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but some people obviously have, have gone through the recession like yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, they're still kind of struggling to rebound from that. So what can people do to to get back on top? Well, Natalie, you know, I think a lot of people, when I get this question, expect me to say something about credit or budgeting. And I think those things are so important. But what I learned in my own journey after having a successful business, losing it all in the recession and rebuilding was that at some point I had to take personal responsibility for what happened. Now, I know that sometimes people think that's a little harsh, but I realized for myself that when we went through the recession, my husband and I and lost everything, there were, for a period of time, there were times when we would get together with friends or family or colleagues, and we would point the finger at everyone. We wanted to blame everybody, the government, you know, the economy, the banks, whoever would listen and whoever would allow us to blame them, we blame them. And right. it got to this point where we were so involved with blaming everyone else that we hadn't taken a hard look at ourselves and thought about, you know, what did I do to, to get into this mess? You know, it wasn't just that the banks failed, but there was something that I might have been failing at. Maybe some of my own behaviors were not the best and it contributed to this. And so, you know, I realized that once I was able to take responsibility, it put me back in control. It put me in control of what my future could look like because it wasn't in the hands of everyone else. And so when we talk about families who might still be struggling, I know you've probably printed down a fresh new budget. And I know you've probably looked at that credit report, but I'm asking you to take a hard look at yourself now and think about what you may have contributed so that you can take control and actually move forward. Well, and it's so funny because behaviors are hard to change, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a a human resource professional uh, by day. And so when we think about, you know, people in the workplace or whatever they're doing, it's their behavior that's, that's hard to change. So when you think about behaviors, I guess, and mm-hmm. taking responsibility for those behaviors, what are some of the biggest money hurdles for men and women? And how do you overcome them? I know myself, I used to, one of my personal behaviors, I'll tell you right now, was <laughs> online shopping. <laughs> <laughs> and I have I have curbed that behavior now. So, Good so for I, you. I definitely noticed that, that difference. But men and women have different hurdles, you know, when it comes to money and how how they behave with their their finances. So tell us a little bit about how we can overcome those. 
Well, you know, I wrote one of my books. It's called Real Money Answers for Every Woman. And the other book is called Real Money Answers for Men. And so through the process of writing both these books, I looked at people that I had worked with for years, individuals and families, and I also did focus groups to help me with the process. And one of the money myths that I always challenge people to, to look at in their own lives, for women in particular, was, um, you know, this notion of I work hard so I deserve it. And yeah. so, you know, when you were clicking around, Natalie, you probably said that, right, a few times. I'm I like, work that, hard. That first needs to be in my hand. That yeah. first needs to yeah. be in my hand. <laughs> I work hard, so I deserve it. Well, that's a hurdle that you have to overcome. And I challenge women to think about, you know, you work hard, so you deserve to not have anyone calling you and harassing you to pay them, right? You work yeah. hard, so you deserve to leave a legacy to your three kids. You know, that's you work right. hard, so you deserve to start that dream business. That's what you deserve. Do you really deserve another pair of black boots? Or do you really deserve another cute pair of jeans? Or do you deserve something more meaningful and fulfilling? And typically, I find that when you're in that space, there's something that's not being fulfilled. And so you're looking to fill it with these things that we buy online or these things that we walk in the, the department stores and buy. And so that's a hurdle that we have to overcome. We have to ask ourselves, why am I really doing this? Because it's really exactly. not about how cute this bag is. Yeah, although they are. <laughs> although they are. That's not what it's about. So for women, no. I really challenge us, you know, to look at that as a hurdle. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? And then, you know, take the steps to recondition. Because I believe that you can't recondition what you don't first recognize. But Absolutely. it takes having an honest conversation, right? And then with the, with the fellas, with the guys, you know, one of the myths that I learned with them is that they believe that they're excellent with money just because they were born male. Yes. And that's crazy, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my fiancé, I hope he's listening because, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's, you know, I was a single mom for a long time. Then we got together and we had to mend our, you know, or build our finances together. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, that whole attitude of I'm the guy. I'm the I guy. Finances. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> and not not necessarily, right? Not necessarily. Right. So with the guys, I always want to remind them that, you know, I'm, no one's judging you. I'm definitely not. You know, no one's judging you. It's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. But if you're not good with managing money, you have to be okay with saying that so you can get the help that you need. As long yeah. as you walk around um, with this air that you've got it all together and you really don't, you're going to end up, you know, coming close to retirement and going, man, I should have asked for help 10 years ago, 15 exactly. years ago, 25 years ago. And it doesn't have to be that way. So let's get over the hurdle of thinking that because you're a man, you automatically understand money. You probably don't because it's not something that you're born with. It's a learned behavior. And yeah. so it's OK if you didn't learn that in childhood. It's OK to say, you know what, I'm 25, I'm 35, I'm 45 but I'm ready to get the help that I need to move forward. Well, you know, you touch on a lot of different key words here. So behaviors, responsibility, those are two major, major key words when you're talking with about <laughs> finances. And so when you think about habits, what are some of those habits financially that really can have a big payoff for people? Well, I think the number one habit that can have a really big payoff is budgeting. Now, I know that so many people, Natalie, when we talk about budgeting, their brows furrow, 
they get all upset. <laughs> they think it's all yeah. about deprivation, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's really about discipline. And budgeting is the foundation for you to save, for you to pay off debt, and for you to just manage your life wisely, right? It's it's about not going every week like, man, where did my money go? You know, budgeting exactly. is about saying, I know exactly where my money went because I sent it there on purpose, right? And so budgeting is at the forefront of the best habit that you can create. And I often remind people who say, well, I don't make enough money to budget. Well, when my seven-year-old daughter gets $10, I make her budget it. So if you make anything more than my seven-year-old daughter, that's totally enough to budget because what you're trying to do is build a muscle. You're trying to make it a habit. You're trying to get the momentum in place. So when you start to budget with $1,000, when you do get that million-dollar payday, you'll know what to do. But don't assume that you can jump to that level Uh, And if you don't have this muscle in place, make the right decisions, because more money doesn't mean that you'll be smarter with money. It means that you'll have more to mismanage. Well, and something you just you touched on there with budgeting, it doesn't have to be difficult. No, especially in this day and age. There's pretty much an app for everything. (sighs) Some of the people who aren't into technology will get, you know, an Excel spreadsheet. There's Mm -hmm. templates on Microsoft Word or whatever, Excel. There, there's, it's an easy thing to do nowadays. So I, I think a lot of people first come up with that. Oh, I can't do it. I don't have time. I don't know how to do it. Blah blah blah. There's so many resources, which I'm sure you'll you'll share. But um, you, you know, there's there's really no excuse. Is right. what I'm trying to say. I agree right? with you. No excuse. So before before we uh, wrap up soon here, because I want to get to the tax part of things. Um, <laughs> how how are people able to make the most out of their tax refund? Because I know of, of friends, I'm not even going to say myself because I've never done this, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say I know of some people right. who have, you know, a tax refund, I got that money back and I'm going to go splurge. Mm. I paid that into the government, it's coming back to me now, I'm going to go splurge, I'm going to go do this, I'm going to go buy this, I'm going to take this trip, da, da, da. <coughs> How can people really maximize their tax refunds and, and be intelligent about it? Well, let's start with how they can maximize the tax filing experience as a whole. Uh, So there's a way to save and plan before you even get the refund. And the first way is to check out a site called MyFreeTaxes.com because in the States, that's a site that allows you to file your taxes for absolutely free. And that's federal and state taxes in all 50 states and Washington, D.C. As long as you have a household income of $60,000 or less. So... One way to maximize uh, on this entire process is to stop spending hundreds of dollars to file taxes when you can really do this on your own. You know, 47 million people last year filed their taxes on their own. And I know sometimes people aren't comfortable, but let me tell you, it's so easy these days. It's not like you have to know all the tax code and have it memorized. You know, you're just answering questions step by step going through the process. And what I love about MyFreeTaxes.com is that even if you get stuck, there's help. So you're not doing this alone just because you're self-filing. You know, if you get stuck, there's support via email or online chat or even phone. Uh, And you can call and get help from an IRS certified specialist. And if that's not enough, if you're still nervous about doing it online, you can still save money by going to MyFreeTaxes.com and clicking on File in Person. 
because once you put your zip code in, you can find one of a thousand agencies all across the country who allow you to come in and get the help you need from a, wow. a volunteer, yeah, who is who specializes in tax preparation. So there's no excuse. You can save money there. Now, when you get the refund, Natalie, here's what I suggest. <laughs> Don't Here wait. we go, people. Get the pen Here we go. Here right we now. go. Get ready. <laughs> Don't wait until the money hits your account to come up with the plan. Because more yeah. than likely, that plan is going to include online shopping. Not, not saying anything about you, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. So more than likely, that plan is not going to be a sound plan. And so before the refund even hits your account, I want you to come up with a sound plan. So here's one of the things that I suggest. I want you to take a look at your savings and see if it could be beefed up a bit. Now, I don't know anyone who doesn't think that they can use more in savings. Right. Um, Absolutely. Then look at your debt. Do you have some debt that you need to pay off? So we need to consider that. And then I want you to look at a third category that I think a lot of people leave out, and that's just deferred maintenance. Do you have some things that you need to take care of that you've been putting off because of money? You know, do you have a leaky roof? Are there Mm -hmm. dental work? Is there dental work you need to get done? Any repairs on the car? Right. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to wait until something becomes a full-blown catastrophe. Let's use a third of that refund to handle things so that we can keep it manageable throughout the year instead of letting it blow up and having to either deplete our savings or put something on credit and, and heighten our debt back up. So I'm a fan of looking at things in thirds. Take a third of the money, put it towards your savings. Take a third of it and put it towards any outstanding debt. And take a third and handle your business so that things yeah. don't have to blow out of proportion. Well, I thank you so much for these tips. And I, I think it's important to recognize that when there is um, the opportunity for just never mind Canadians, but uh, <laughs> Americans as well, um, to make sure that they're taking note of these perfect tips. So thinking about your savings, thinking about your debt and deferred maintenance, those those I haven't thought about it in that way. So thank mm. you for 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 listing it like that. You're Very welcome. inspiring. And all of these skills are transferable. This is not something that you have to worry about if you're, you know, it, it, it's it's transferable skills. These are habits and behaviors that anyone can use. Mm-hmm. And so I'm really happy to uh, to tell everyone that myfreetaxes.com it says it in its name, my right. <laughs> kind of gives <laughs> kind it of away. Not hard to, <laughs> kind of not hard to, uh, to to figure out. And and Patrice, your real money answers and your your inspirational uh, personal finance tips are awesome. And I thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day just to chat with little old me over here. <laughs> uh, I appreciate you, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Have a wonderful day. You too.